0: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
2: out there in the vide system Right now,
3: beings who have as much right to life and liberty as you and I, or Commander Data, are being hunted down by an enemy who seeks to exterminate you. Jean-Luc. No, Clancy, if you say this is not a job for Starfleet, then I'm sorry, but you are a waste of space.
0: Admiral Picard, with all due respect, and at long last, shut the
3: fuck up. Story of my life, no respect.
4: That'll get no respect at all. You can't get no respect at all. Trek-cast list pulled up because i went to town on it on friday and mm-hmm. i just couldn't stop and i mean you talk about a trip down memory lane it was just fantastic it was like why have i never I, done this before
3: i took the opposite approach i'll explain later <laughs> i just i just realized that when i when i pull my mask down and, and wear it around my neck it looks like an ascot
1: mm-hmm. and
4: I'm, I'm like
3: fred from scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah there you go what mysteries
2: are we gonna solve
4: <laughs> yep oh man
2: where Chad with a backwards hat. It looks like he's uh, going to go yeah. to a biscuit concert or something. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah.
4: I have I have so much hair, guys. I mean, it is just almost unmanageable at this point.
2: Like in it's a jar? or has so
4: long. I
3: have so much hair. I have so much hair. These are Chad problems. Even
4: yeah. with, even with, I mean,
2: yeah. it's just huge. Yep, I'm out. And yeah, then, same here. <laughs> Yeah, there he's gone. He's left us. <laughs> Does your hair make you want to break stuff? What's going on?
3: I have too much
2: I have too much hair. I have too much money. My car is too nice. My penis
3: is too big. What's wrong with you? <laughs> These are not the things you complain about.
4: Well, I do complain about my penis being too big because sometimes it's anyway.
3: Oh, it's a trouble. <laughs> it's a trouble. <laughs> Dan? I know you gotta get you gotta decide which pant leg you're gonna get fitted. It's mm-hmm. it's terrible.
4: <laughs> Dan, I am in sales. Okay, so <laughs> I have no problems trying to convince people how big my penis is. If you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> and that's where we're gonna start the show. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Just on that line.
4: Just on that line.
3: <laughs> you know what? We start it from the beginning. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the charm of this show.
4: Yeah, but the minute we started talking, that's it. That's welcome it. to Trekcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Anything goes.
3: <laughs> so, seriously, welcome to Trekcast, the yes. galaxy's most unpredictable Star Trek podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Lombardo. With me, as always, Chad Waldo, Daniel Reyes. What What's they... up, fellas?
4: Hey.
2: Yeah, another day in paradise, quarantine. Oh,
4: yeah. man. I made a poem yeah. about it yesterday because I'm, I'm now a poet.
2: That's right, that's right,
4: yeah, you did. Roses are red, violets are blue, quarantine sucks, and I'm sick of you, or I'm tired (laughs) of you. Yeah, (laughs) I just ruined my own poem, whatever.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I started writing a song about it. (laughs)
4: Oh,
3: nice. (laughs) I started writing a song about it weeks ago, and uh, and then I got sick with it. Yeah, I'm like, I I don't think I want to finish this song.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right.
2: See, I've gotten to the point where, uh, you know how you have your Netflix queue of like movies that you never watch, but it's all on your list? Yeah. Yeah, I've started watching the list. Wow. Yeah. That's. Wow. That's
4: some commitment and some boredom right there.
2: Wow. I figured (laughs) I'd put them on the list for a reason. Might as well start at it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I can I can honestly say that when I add things to a list in Netflix that probably means I'm never going to watch it.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, "Ooh, uh, cool. Just not right now."
2: Right. <laughs> I
4: right. watched uh, speaking of Netflix, I watched Code 8 last night. Oh, which how is was the that? Stephen Emil and Robbie Emil uh yeah. to some show. They you know, they they kickstarted that thing way back in the day as a short, like yeah. five, six years ago, and got that funded and did a little short, and then were able to over the years finally get it parlayed into a movie. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it had a limited release uh, at some point this year, and then they said, "Oh shit, it's all gone yeah. to hell." Pull, sell it to Netflix. But so I don't know if they actually made any money off that movie or not. But it, it it's it's <laughs> good. It's good. Um, I will say that um, it has a little bit. To be desired, still. <laughs> Probably. Like, they just kind of, I don't know, it, it's a little flat, but it's good. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it a lot. And I like those two, Robbie and and, uh, and Stephen Emile. I like the two yeah. of them a lot. Personally, that's one of the few actors, like uh, Stephen Emile, Arrow, right? Mm-hmm. I just get a kick out of watching his uh, Instagram uh, yeah. feed every once in a while. That's like one of the few actors or actresses that I'll like, actively follow on any mm-hmm. social media because they're just, mm-hmm. he's funny. He's yeah. hysterical. And the guy is, the guy is no joke, you know. You, you okay, so, Chris, uh, Henry Cavill, okay, mm-hmm. probably my favorite Superman of all time in terms of the look. Yeah. The man looked like Superman in mm-hmm. terms of the roles they put him in, and in the in the arc and Superman v Batman and all the he's dead yeah, that now. Was he's was Shit, total yeah. crap. But Man of Steel was a good movie, and he looked like mm-hmm. Superman. I like that movie. Anyway, so yeah.
3: It had the potential to be a good movie. They yeah, made right. Some pretty, exactly. They made some pretty big right. mistakes.
4: Right. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, is even though I think he's a fantastic actor and I liked him in The Witcher and a lot, of, all this other stuff, he, I don't follow him like on social media. And yeah, he got real big and buff, but I just don't see him as like a athletic person, even though he's yeah. he got huge. Yeah, yeah, he's he huge. Made, you know, I just don't see him as an athletic person. Uh, Stephen Emil, though, I most certainly do because you, wa- you watch him in Arrow when he's working out, and then you watch him on Instagram. And it's like, oh, yeah, he does that <coughs> for fun for eight hours a day, and the guy knows what he's doing in the gym. Like, well, it's not just a, a show. It's not well, just a one, show. One thing,
3: I can say, one thing I can say about him is if you go back and watch season one Arrow compared to, you know, the final season, yeah. um, his acting ability, improved by oh, about 400 percent yeah, by about 400%. yeah. In, in the beginning he was just a you know a, a, a handsome guy who was cut and who, who could do those moves that you're talking about but couldn't act his way out of a paper bag and okay. i don't know if he had i don't know if he had coaches or if it just came with experience but hats off to him improving well, his craft over over seven it, or eight years
4: i would imagine his brother probably helped him because robbie's always been more because, of an actor and- Oh, cousins! Whatever. I, yeah, yeah, that's right. They are cousins. I keep thinking of them as brothers because they look I almost. I, they just look yeah, so much cousins. alike. Yeah. Anyway, I call them the Emil brothers. But anyway.
2: Yeah.
4: Anyway, so uh, how can they be cousins with the same last name?
2: Uh, their dads' uh, brothers.
4: Yeah. Okay. Very easily. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I just I guess I never thought about it more than that. Like I said, I, I have don't about, follow I have actors about a very zillion closely. Cousin's <laughs>
1: named Lombardo. I
4: can tell you that. Yeah,
2: there I've got yeah. Azilia Reyes, So. <laughs> It happens.
4: That's true. That's true. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> the are, are email is, Chad well, okay.
4: is wrong at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get off this topic now that I've completely train wrecked it. <laughs>
2: it's all good. Um,
3: yeah. So you want, the co- you want the COVID update? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I thought I was out of the woods with this thing. I thought it was all over. And apparently I have lost my sense of smell. And along with it has gone the majority of my sense of taste.
1: Wow.
3: And yeah, I am pretty bummed about it. It must have been really gradual because I didn't, I didn't notice it until Friday night. I handed the baby to my wife. And she said, oh, of course you handed it to me. She's, she's got a dirty diaper. And I said, I didn't know that. Oh, how could you not tell? She's she stinks. And I I put my face to her butt, and <laughs> I said I don't I don't smell anything. She said get out of here. Mm. So she went upstairs to change the baby. I started sticking my face in things in the everything. kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I started sticking my face in everything, <clears throat> and yeah. got nothing from it. Jeez. Went up to the went up to the bedroom where she was changing the baby, and there was a big disgusting mess in the diaper. <laughs> I stuck my face in it, and I got nothing. Um and yeah i started so then i I started testing on a lot of things i I grabbed the frank's red hot and i'm like oh i can smell that and i sprayed Mm -hmm. some cologne and i said oh i can smell that and then i did some research about it i did some reading about it and it's it's strange they say you know you you use things like that to test your smell and it's very misleading because Mm -hmm. you're not actually smelling those things you're tasting things well no it's the cayenne pepper um interacting with your mucous membranes and irritating them and you're feeling the irritation you're not actually smelling it okay like you know you you know you put your you put your nose up to some chlorine and you smell the chlorine but you also feel it Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. It
3: so that's that's the difference and i read about a test you can do and it was funny they called you know we just had easter last week they called Mm -hmm. it the jelly bean test and they said grab a random jelly bean don't look at what flavor it is uh, pinch your nose throw it in your mouth chew it you'll be able to taste that it's mm-hmm. sweet and juicy and then when you unplug your nose the vapors will come up the back side of your your nose and mm-hmm. and if you have a sense of of smell you'll immediately immediately be able to tell the the flavor
1: mm-hmm.
3: and i did that and i couldn't <clears throat> wow i couldn't and my wife i had had my wife peek at the jelly bean before i put it in and it it was lemon. I mean, that's a very distinct, Yeah,
4: yeah. that's a yeah. very
3: distinct flavor. Not
4: the and best. then
3: it, and then it hit me that a week earlier, my son got this game for uh, Easter called Bean Boozled and it's, it's made by Jelly Belly, the jelly bean company.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And they have different jelly beans of different flavors, <clears throat> excuse me, but the colors are the same and you, you spin the wheel and it tells you to pick one of this color and it, you know, it might be marshmallow and it might, or it might be stink bug. And you'll either get a, a, a good tasting jelly bean or or a terrible tasting jelly bean. And I'm playing this with my wife and my son, and they're gagging it at, at some of these flavors they're getting. And I just thought I was lucky; I was I wasn't getting any <laughs> of the any of the yucky ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But what was actually happening is, I was tasting the sugar. I knew there was something sweet in mm-hmm. my mouth, but I didn't know that it tasted like like sweet ass.
1: Mm. So. <laughs>
3: So that's
2: yeah.
3: And now that I'm and now that I'm aware of it, you know, I'm actually taking note of all these things.
2: And yeah.
3: You know, I had my uh I had my coffee this morning and didn't taste like coffee.
1: Yeah.
3: It tasted like sweet, creamy liquid, but didn't taste huh. like coffee, didn't smell like coffee. Weird. So yeah, so I'm hoping this is temporary.
2: I imagine it is. <clears throat>
4: Yeah. I haven't heard of it being anything other than temporary. So, yeah, yeah. but it is a weird thing. In fact, you but, know, well, this
3: is, this is still new. So there's some yeah. people who haven't recovered their sense of smell yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know that it's not coming back. We, you know, we just don't know how long it lasts, you know, right. It right, lasts, right. It, you know, no one's had this for six months. Yeah. No. It's that, no. it's that new. Yeah. So that's true. Huh?
4: So no, what I was going to say is, you know, you've got Everything right now that's going on, everybody's watching like Contagion or they're watching Outbreak. But after oh, you're in yeah. fiction right there, what they should be watching is the 2012 Ewan McGregor movie, Perfect Sense. That's what everybody mm-hmm. should be watching. You guys remember that movie? No. No, what is that? So I'll read you the synopsis because I pulled it up. Oh, it was that I... what you were
3: doing is that what you're yeah. doing when you looked like you weren't paying attention to my I was paying my attention. Very right. personal story? I' was paying
4: attention but I pulled it up because I knew I knew I, where the rebel was going. With his
3: backwards at
4: I
0: am I like pay
3: attention I'm like I'm like this guy I'm I'm telling him I developed a <laughs> disability a disability
0: Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com
2: it's my little escape
0: now Judy's the life of the party
2: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy Judy More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: He's like, I'm going to surf while you talk, man. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to play Words with Friends. I'm talking.
4: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Rules. Oh man, <laughs> now I feel awful. Anyway, um, I'm just trying as to get prepared. as you should, I'm just G- trying to get prepared, man. Go Somebody ahead, always has
2: ahead. to talk about you and McGregor.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no the the movie is uh, the synopsis is when a womanizing <laughs> chef and a shy scientist become lovers. Their fledgling romance soon faces a deadly challenge: a viral epidemic that causes people to lose their sensory perception. One by one, as this virus spreads around the world, and nobody can contain it. It doesn't seem to matter what you do. Everybody seems to get it. And the first thing that the virus does is causes you to lose your sense of smell.
1: The second thing it
4: does is cause you to lose your sense of taste. Then it causes you to lose your sense of hearing. And eventually, you go blind and can't feel anything either. The entire world turns into a bunch of slugs crawling around on the floor because they can't see, they can't feel, they can't hear they can't, uh, nothing. Every sense yeah, is gone. Yeah,
3: Chad, this is exactly
2: what I want to watch right yeah. now. That's going to make him feel good as he eats his jelly beans.
4: I just, you know, I love you so much, Dan. I just wanted to let you know about that. As I,
3: as I sit there eating a bowl of ass beans. Right.
4: No, but it's, but, but it, it's funny because there's a scene in that movie specifically. And I thought about it when you mentioned it with the, the Frank's uh, hot sauce or whatever it is, Fred's hot mm-hmm. sauce. There's a scene because he's a chef. People start losing their sense of taste, but they can still smell or something. He starts putting tobacco sauce on everything because now it's about trying to get that reaction of that feeling on your mm-hmm. face. So yeah. the dishes all have to change. Because yeah. this, t- this thing progresses for like an entire over an entire year, like uh, months wow. go by and then everybody starts to lose the next sense. Then months go. So everybody's able to adjust. It's It's a really fascinating movie. Uh, but also it's called perfect sense came out in uh 2011 2012 something like that um yeah february 3rd 2012 is what it says on the
2: oh i've got a movie for you since we're all just at home watching whatever yeah yeah so so this is off my list you know the air Air bud too
4: no (laughs) paddington the return
2: no 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 I wanted to bring it up on the show because I figured people would actually want to watch it.
4: We're being so mean. I know. I got nobody else to bully, Daniel. I got nobody else to bully. I know.
2: Jeez. Uh, This is, I mean, it's your typical UFO death cult movie. Like, (laughs) you know? It's it's called The Endless. It's a low-budget film, but really, really well done. Uh, Okay. Just no-name actors... But but great acting. It, it's about two brothers who they've escaped a um, a cult that they lived in, and they get invited back to the cult just to kind of like say goodbye to everybody. Oh. And um, it's just really weird, man. Uh, I didn't I didn't know they had old timers
3: day at the cult.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently yeah. they do. Yeah.
4: I recall but, the trailer for this. Yeah, They came yeah. out last year, didn't it?
2: Yeah, last year or so, something like that. Maybe two years ago. But it's it's so. Well done. <clears throat> i don't want to give away the twist um okay. but but it's re- like if you need something to do that's a great movie yeah and it's on netflix so okay yeah yeah i really yeah.
4: recommend it the other uh that reminds me of that other sci-fi show and i can't remember the name of the actor now he's uh, he's the guy in um all the ant-man movies who talk michael pena who talks oh, really yeah. fast and he did a movie that was supposed to be released to theaters last year sometime, and it got something happened with it or got screwed up, and they just said, screw it, we're going to sell it to Netflix.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And then it was on Netflix, and um, it's basically a movie about uh, a world that's trying to recover from an alien invasion. Oh, And they yeah. have to watch for signs of the aliens every once in a while, or they're going to get mm-hmm. attacked or whatever. And it's got a, it's it's really good. It's kind of slow it's a little uh, surreal at times because it's like that really just happened that doesn't make any sense but then it all kind of pays off in the end it has a huge twist it all pays yeah. off in the end and uh it's really really well done uh, but that's a great uh that's a great one too i forget what yeah. the name of that is but you can find it you just search for michael peña you'll find it it's it's on netflix as well you, you know the endless is on netflix too or
2: the endless is on netflix so yeah
4: no. yeah so there's two good ones
2: yeah. Put them in the so cube. michael peña they they
3: they missed an opportunity with him somebody suggested this before uh Endgame Mm -hmm. came out. But if you remember the Ant Man movies, at the end of the movies, he's always like recapping
1: Mm -hmm. like what
3: happened. Yeah, somebody had suggested you know they just do a five minute thing with him before Endgame, recapping the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe up to up to uh Infinity War. Yep.
2: I read somewhere that that uh, Kevin Feige said they did that. That there is that footage somewhere. Oh really?
4: Yeah, they didn't include it in the movie.
2: They didn't include it anywhere. But they have
4: no. the tone. So would be,
3: oh, so that'll be when they want to sell you the Blu-ray again, yeah, right? from now,
4: they'll it put it, it on there. Yeah. Got
3: yeah. it. Exactly.
4: Smart marketing, uh, you know. I guess, but you know, I'd love to see that because that his character in that is just hysterical. <laughs> it's just hysterical. It's The closest I'm going
2: to get to a Latin uh, Avenger, apparently.
4: <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that.
2: They'll, well, we'll see. Oh yeah, I and mean, the Eternals—they've got a.
4: Uh, They've got the Eternals. Eye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well.
2: <laughs> Muy bueno.
4: <sighs> if we're gonna have a, a Latin superhero, it has to be someone with big boobs. Really, I mean. Anyway. <laughs> I
2: mean, it's either that or or it's Antonio Banderas.
4: Okay. he's uh, <laughs> he's over. I'm, uh, he's over. Yeah. I, he's I, over. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's boots he's just, boots you know. is done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you know, I mean. What did I see? Somebody him young in recently. Get somebody young.
3: Oh, I watched. I rewatched uh, when I was in quarantine. I rewatched Philadelphia with Denzel Washington and, oh, uh, yeah. That's
1: uh, and Tom
3: Hanks. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. And, and, and you know, what was good about that? Um, Just watching, you know, that was 1989. Yeah. And just watching the difference in how people perceive those with HIV in
0: 1989
3: yeah. compared to, you know, 2020.
1: Yeah.
3: You know when the guy shakes his hand and, 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 and then tells him that he's HIV positive. And you could see, he like, he doesn't know where to put his hand
1: mm-hmm. for the
3: rest of the conversation. He, you know, yeah. he wants to like wipe it on his shirt, you know, yeah. whereas now, you know, everyone knows how it's transmitted. They know, yeah. you know, how the, you know, how the whole thing works and it's like, oh, okay. You know, magic Johnson got it 35 years ago and he's yeah. still, you know, he's still kicking around
4: right yeah, he's still kicking around because he has the money to be able to
3: that's that is also true
4: you know that's right. expensive so i mean that is if, he also was, true. if he was if he was broke he wouldn't be around no yeah um you know which is a, a sad commentary on our healthcare system but at the same time i what's what's a better system i mean i don't know yeah market is the market but well let's, let's get off it's not, <laughs> not
3: even going go to, don't do, stuff, do it no, don't do it don't
2: do it <laughs> uh how about we get started with the news Hey, yeah, yeah, that's there you a good go. idea. Half, go. half hour into the show. We'll, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Start the show.
3: Attention, all hands. It's
2: time for Star Trek News.
1: Ooh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so our first news story comes from Trekmovie.com. And the headline reads, Garrett Rang and Robert Duncan McNeil are launching a Voyager Rewatch podcast. So uh Really? Yeah, Tom Paris and, and Harry Kim, a.k.a. Lick are creating a uh, rewatch podcast. It's called The Delta Flyers. It's supposed to start up in uh, May. Um, we don't have an exact date in May. It just says early May. Um, That's cool. A, yeah, they have a Twitter account called the Delta Flyers, and they'll be posting updates from there. But uh, yeah, that should be coming out soon. They're going to start with the first episode and go forward. Uh, they've got plenty of you know, space uh, <clears> promised <throat> behind the scenes stories and everything, uh, basically. Cause we're not going to conventions this year, apparently. So yeah. we'll get, so
4: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, as of right now, STLV is still on, but, uh, yeah, I think they knows. just, they just canceled
3: San Diego, Diego didn't
4: they? they yeah. Did. Yeah. Which when that's, when in was June, the... that's in uh, June, isn't it?
3: Uh,
2: July. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, you really think we're going to go from, like, no gatherings to thousands of people in one month? Yeah, I don't think it's going to last. I
4: mean, we went from no one on the beach to everybody on the beach in one day here in Florida this week. Oh, God, (laughs) Florida. (laughs) (laughs) There's your next hotspot. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean,
3: it it depends, because right now we have 50 different sets of rules. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's not a problem, but.
2: All right, uh, next story comes from (coughs) Yahoo Entertainment, and the headline reads, LeVar Burton on guest star discussions for Star Trek Picard Season 2 exclusive. So LeVar was Skyping with uh, Entertainment Tonight recently, and if you watch this interview, it's really funny, because they straight out ask him, hey, are you going to be on Picard Season 2? And for a moment, he's like, oh, I don't— God, how do I answer this and not get myself in trouble? And then he literally just goes, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. He literally just goes, Oh, what the hell? Yeah, I'm gonna be on the show.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. awesome.
3: Got yeah, time. Good for, yeah. good for him. I hope they don't Harry Kim him. I hope he's, you
2: know, a captain or an admiral or doing something. Well, he mentions in the interview that he's told um the the producers that he would he sees Jordy. As working at maybe uh, at a college or Starfleet Academy, teaching the next generation, that in his mind, that's what Shorty's doing. Well,
4: mm-hmm. we know where he was in the comic book, whether or not they decide to make that canon or not, or, or follow along with that, which they should, because they wrote it specifically for a primer. They at, said uh, it was. For they said season, it was canon. So they said so. it was canon. So, so he was running the uh, Mars Utopia Plantation mm-hmm. at the time of the attack. Right. So well, by the time he we see survived it, that. TV. Yeah. yeah, he could be anywhere because that's, that's fourteen years <clears throat> ago from Picard season one. So, right. uh, but yeah, he would have to be higher than that, I would think. So, they yeah. wouldn't hear. So there is no way to Harry Kim him at this point, unless yeah. they just rewrite history. Which yeah, I don't put anything past him. Well, right. no,
3: when we last saw him, he was lieutenant commander. That's right. 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 So, did the comic book establish what his rank was? Nope. Nope. Okay. So, to... that's what I'm saying. He could have been a lieutenant commander working that post and. We from see him a, a, a year after that, he's still a lieutenant commander. Mm. He's
2: effectively been Harry Kimmed.
4: That's true. Right.
2: I guess we'll see. But um yeah, so he he also went on to say that he thinks eventually you'll see everybody from TNG on that show. He's like, whether or not you see us all together in one like shot or just, you know, sporadically visit him. He's like, I don't know, but you Well, know.
3: you won't see everybody together because
2: data's dead.
4: Right. And so is Picard, really.
2: Well, yeah, and I think it's funny true. because remember we did that story about how <laughs> Patrick Stewart told him, look, I'm going to do this show. You're not going to be in it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And now, and now George is like, yeah, we're all going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
3: well you suck. know, yeah. I, I'd imagine that meeting that he had with them when he took them to dinner. That's, uh-huh. you know, out of respect for his friends. Like, hey, this is what they want to do. This is what they signed me up to do. It doesn't include you guys, but I wanted you to hear it from me. And then as the creative process... Proceeds. Yeah, it
2: just changes.
3: You know, it just changes and they decide, you know what? There's some really good dynamics here that we should explore down the Duh. road. Duh. Yeah.
0: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. Prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go.
3: Jordy or, or or he took them to dinner and said, okay, Here's we're going to tell everybody <laughs> mm-hmm. that you guys aren't in it. And then we're going we're to sprinkle you guys in over the next five years.
4: Well, that's probably what happened. I mean, he is Xavier, so he knows everything. It's um, true. But no, uh, so that just leaves Bev. Where the hell is Beverly Crusher? And Wesley. Bev? Well, I don't care about Bev?
3: Bev? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you, the dad on the Goldbergs?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen that show.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God! I haven't
4: either. Guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? It's...
4: You know what this means, Dan. The main
2: character. We're gonna have to main, do Goldberg cast, apparently.
3: The main yeah, well. character is is the main character is a kid growing up in the nineteen eighties, yeah. a nerdy a nerdy kid growing up. Let me rephrase it again. Each of you is the main character of the show. <laughs> Go watch it yesterday. All right. All right. And the
4: last sounds like episodes. sounds like we need to do a uh, a, a uh, special where where we recap the first three s- episodes of Goldberg's Daniel. <laughs> right well, there's
3: there's one where he's he's dating a girl and um, she's a Trekkie, and he's a Star Wars geek. Oh, he, wa- oh. he wants to go as uh, <clears throat> he wants to go as as Han Solo and Leia and for Halloween and and. Uh, you know, she wants to go with Spock and Ahura, or or something. I don't remember which, which two Spock characters.
4: Spock and Uhura, that wouldn't have been yeah. a thing back then.
2: They, were, they, they knew the future.
1: They knew yeah. the future, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so our last news story comes from whatculture.com, and the headline reads, Rosario Dawson wants to play Q in Star Trek, Picard, and Discovery.
1: Yeah.
2: So uh, Rosario Dawson recently had an interview with Variety, where she was talking about uh, being in the Mandalorian. She's excited to do that. And, you know, and she's a big nerd. Uh, she's been in the Marvel films and, and she also talked about how she's a giant Trekkie and she's dying to be on one of these shows. She said, she'll even be a background like Vulcan or Romulan, a uh, Klingon. She's like, I don't care, whatever. She's like, put me in a red shirt. I'll get killed. I don't care. You know? <laughs> but she's like, but if I could pick anything, uh, she would want to be
4: Q. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. That would be good. She could be Q, and she could be the Q, because Q doesn't have to be uh, John Delancey. Although I, you know, come on, no, he have does John Delancey. If we do, but well, he can take any form he wants. You know what I'm saying? So, with that said, he could be anybody. I would still prefer it to be John Delancey. But at the end of the day, she could be anything. So,
1: yeah,
3: Isn't I, I wouldn't want her to the... be. I wouldn't want her to be the Q. She wanted no, to be a, no. a, If they want to make her. Someone from the Q continuum, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. that's—I
2: would prefer her from the continuum, not. Yeah. True.
3: True. Yeah. That's like saying anybody can play Picard. They could have is cast it? anyone else to play Picard. Yeah. No. So much of that character is John Delancey. It's
1: mm-hmm. true. I mean, you true. look,
3: you, you listen to him at a convention uh, appearance, yeah. and just his mannerisms and and the way he is, just so much of that is is him that yeah. I I think it would be a disservice to have someone else play him unless it's let me rephrase that have someone else play him with the other existing characters if they're going to reboot star trek the next generation and recast everybody that's fine but to bring someone else in to play him with the old with the old actors uh, no nah,
4: i think that's yeah. a mistake yeah yeah isn't so, uh isn't Rosario Dawson isn't she married to Cory Booker
2: uh i don't know if they're married but yeah they're together
4: they're together yeah okay yeah
2: yeah. All right. he's a giant Trekkie nerd, too.
4: He is, he is, yeah. 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 I remember hearing him talk about that quite a bit at length when he was yeah, he doing w- his jazz hands all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw an interview <laughs> with him about it. Dude will not shut up about it the minute you get him going.
4: I know, I know. It's kind of yeah. great, you know, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how else to feel about it, but other than that... Hey, you know, whatever. There's a lot of
2: uh, uh, politicians who are very Trekkie.
4: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um...
4: Yes, yeah, so that's a new story. Say something about that right there. Yeah, I know, I
2: know. <laughs> uh, should we move on to feedback?
4: Yeah, 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 we
3: should probably move on, yeah. We should <laughs> move on to something.
2: Yeah. It's like Our alert
3: over
4: here is going to get us in
0: trouble. <laughs> Hating frequencies. Open.
4: You'd think I'd been started drinking already.
2: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Who stops? A <laughs> good point yeah yeah yeah
4: Anyways, okay so go ahead
2: so i put on the facebook group that we were recording and i asked people for their uh top star trek moments because that's going to be our uh, our topic today so we got quite a few um responses uh brian said uh my favorite star trek has always been and always will be it's a uh, i know this ship like the back of my hand it's a pure golden, shining moment from an otherwise dodgy film.
4: I recognize that quote, but I can't for the life of me. Yeah, yeah. What rec- um, does it come from?
3: What it is? It's Star Trek V. Okay. Um, Kirk gives Scotty an order about you know
1: oh, fixing yeah. some
3: fixing something on the ship, and they turn to walk away from each other. One's walking one way down the corridor. Scotty's walking towards the camera and he says, I know this ship like the back of my hand. And then he bangs his head on the bulkhead. And-
4: yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. 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 Yep. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I'm pretty
3: sure it was a trailer moment. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that appeared yeah. in one of the trailers.
4: Probably yeah. did.
2: Uh, Soren said that he liked the dialogue and script of the Drumhead episode
4: from TNG.
3: Oh, we're going to have some stuff to talk about then.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, let's see. You got Zach Thompson's uh, In Search of Spock when they are on the Genesis planet. After blowing up the Enterprise, Kirk asks out loud, my God, what have I done? Bones responds, what you always do, you turn death into a fighting chance for life. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, um,
2: Mike Medina had some questions for us at sea.
4: Yeah, Does... they're always good. I know. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no. I it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, oh, man. Yeah. Does the season 2 of Star Trek Picard go back and actually follow up the story arc of the displaced Romulans or does it become the biggest MacGuffin in Star Trek history? Yeah, yes. uh, it's the second one. Yeah. It's not going to matter.
4: No. Yeah.
2: They'll Which just is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah.
4: Unless the supposed spin-off of 7 of 9 tackles that somehow because that's the area she's totally focused on is the displaced Romulans and the whole chaos that, in that area, man. but they can't yeah, I don't I don't think they can keep making spin-offs of spin-offs of spin-offs. I mean, no. As much as I'd love that I don't know.
2: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's all the feedback I got there. Um
4: you know, yeah, you just more, yeah, you one just one said question. that
3: spin-offs you can't keep making spin-offs of so spin-offs and spin-offs. That's all it
4: is. That's and, all it is. Yeah.
3: And and in my head I I heard the CW say hold my beer. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Exactly. Oh, yeah,
2: his second question, yeah. Uh could Picard and crew freelance throughout space? And still have Trek feel without the Federation ideal lurking in the background influencing things? No. Then it's they're, like the,
3: Trek. they're like the A team of Star Trek.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's just, it, it's yeah, not A-team Star, Star Trek. Trek. That's pretty good.
3: Yeah, it's like, in 2478, a crack team of commandos.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> blah, 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 if, blah, if blah. You would blah. Have be back,
3: if you have enough latinum and you can find them, maybe you could hire the Picard team.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a great premise right there. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they're rebooting Punky Brewster and they're rebooting uh, What? Save the by the Bell on Peacock's yeah. new network. So why not reboot the A-team? So. Yeah.
3: Punky Brewster. Let me tell you something. I must have been seven years old, six years yeah. old. I don't yeah. even know. But uh, I had a little crush on uh, Soleil Moonfry oh, there.
1: Geez.
3: I wrote I wrote her a letter.
1: And oh, really? I,
3: I got an <laughs> autographed photo in the mail.
4: Oh, nice. nice.
3: Pretty sure it was auto penned. But you know, whatever. Whatever.
4: whatever. <laughs> Awesome. I had a crush on What's-Her-Name in uh, Saved by the Bell, who went on to do the movie Strip Tease and totally ruined her career, but, you know.
2: Oh, see. I like Kelly Kapowski. <laughs>
4: that was mine. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, all right, so other feedback. Uh, nothing in the email for chat is wrong. Did you get any emails on no. your end? No? No. Well, I got an email from someone by the name of Ann, and I'm pretty oh, yeah, sure— Yeah, that's
2: a, that's a fake one.
4: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is because she just says hi as if yeah. I'm gonna respond to that. Sorry, and I, I don't know. Like, what are you like? What are you getting at? That's that seems dodgy to me. <laughs> that scares me when yeah, when someone is. emails me and just says hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, yeah. And I'm back over on the uh, coffee account, uh, got another big old donation uh, two days ago from Daryl.
3: Yeah, thanks, Daryl.
4: Yeah. yeah. And he says, what three Doctors and Trek regular, -regular semi-regular one-offs would you guys use to find a cure for this pandemic? I would choose Dr. McCoy, The Doctor, and Dr. Phlox. And I actually spent a little bit of time thinking about this. Mm -hmm. So, the obvious, for me, the obvious one right off the bat is The Doctor. Because he can work 24-7, never turn off, and he's got access to every bit of available knowledge there is. With that said... I
2: feel like he's also the most adept to, like, whatever the situation is.
3: Yeah. I also feel like, off camera, that we haven't seen, he has since uh, liberated copies of himself from mm-hmm. the Dilithium Mines. And he's got his own team, similar to the Picard team. That's <laughs> they right. Just, if you have just, enough latinum. Yep, yeah. yep. They just travel around on a starship that's that's got no life support, because they don't need it. Yeah, yeah and uh yeah he's like you know what he's got you know what he is he's like those two ships that docked in new york city and los angeles he's just got one of those
4: (laughs) yeah flies (laughs) around
3: the galaxy like hey what ails you
4: yeah yeah so but i don't think um i agree and i I disagree because as much as he evolved over over the season of uh, episodes of voyager Um, he's going to lack something in terms of he, he, I don't know. To me, he's always seem he's always going to seem to lack a little creativity, a little innovation that a, a living person is going to have, you know? And so you need to balance that, that out of the box thinking. And granted he has that, but he has it because of all the background information he's got and able to put it together. It's not the same thing as just native creativity from a living being. I don't think we can have a debate about that forever, but anyway, um, so I'd want to have him balanced with somebody that would have that out of the box thinking, and Doctor Fox is a pretty good pick for that, yeah. even though he might not be that advanced in terms of the timeline. But uh, but he would be a very good pick for that because this is the only time you ever see a doctor in all of Trek talking about using animals and fungus and different mm-hmm. plants to just do all kinds of crazy shit yeah.
2: that
4: you'd never seen him mm-hmm. do. You know, um, and there's there's a form, lot
0: to well, that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to that. I mean, using leeches to suck out poisons out of your blood, uh, you know, using different microbes inside of your gut to try to balance your system out there. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole side of that on the medicine side that that, that still seems like Phlox it's would be working you know, out of Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So no, I think Dr. Fox is a good pick. And then as far as the third one, I don't know. I don't know if I'd pick McCoy. Um, yeah. I don't know. As much as I love McCoy, the original Doctor, uh, I don't know I if I feel like
2: him. I would go with Julian. Yeah, McCoy was an old
3: yeah. country doctor. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was a researcher.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, Bashir would be the next pick because he's
2: always researching. <clears> he's always looking
4: he's a, at stuff. Yeah, he's also a genius. So. Right.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: So
4: he would combine the best of uh, the Doctor and Flocks. Mm-hmm. I think the three of them together would be a hell of a team. That'd yeah. be a Tough team to that'd be a tough team to crack. You've got Yeah. You've got the computer, basically, you've got the genius, and you've got the creative, wacky mind to to think of trying anything. Yeah, I mean... Mm. I don't put it past Phlox to say, well, you know, we can just put this person over here in this chamber and, and gas him and see what happens with this, uh, this with this uh, thing. I don't, you know, it doesn't. We'll fix him afterwards if it really Phlox screws is like, him let's up. let's
2: remove their hand. Yeah, Why does let's that have re- anything to do it. I just yeah. want to see what happens.
4: I want to see what happens. I mean, that's that's how I picture Phlox, even though he yeah. doesn't ever do that. I just right. he's kind of a mad scientist.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, to put to put it in perspective, Phlox um, de-assimilated himself with with 22nd century technology. Yeah. (laughs) That's got to count for something.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah.
4: All right. Uh, So thanks for those donations over the coffee account, guys. Of course, whenever you donate over there, you can put uh, however much, three bucks, whatever. It doesn't have to be a recurring thing, although that's an option now if you want. We'd appreciate (laughs) that. Um, One ops are great, uh, like Daryl's doing, Commander Felton's doing, Mike Medina's doing. Uh, a lot of guys are doing actually. Like, the list goes on. Taryn, Patrick. I mean, the list goes. Yeah. Snuzzle feet. I mean, the list goes can, on and on. I, a lot of guys. Can I tell you it.
3: guys? Can I tell you guys how awesome it feels? Not you know not the money because it, you know. Yeah. We we do this for fun, but it just feels awesome to know that there's people out there that listen to us doing this, mm-hmm. and then they, and then they take the time to go to a completely different, completely separate platform, okay, and input this. You know, sign in, whatever they have to do. I don't know.
1: I've never been over there.
3: But uh... (laughs) yeah, they have to sign in. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, people are taking the time to go to the separate platforms, sign in, upload their their credit card or their PayPal or or however they're doing it. And it just, you know, it it feels good to know that that people care enough about what we're doing to take the time to do that. So, you know, every time you bring these up, I say thank you. But, I, you know, I want you guys to know that when I say thank you, I, re- I really mean that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a, you know, it's not just a customary thing that you say thank you when someone does something for you. I, I truly appreciate you guys being listeners and and thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yep.
2: Absolutely. Yep, um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I think before we get into the topic, I should mention who won uh, Snack we're Madness. Still,
3: we're still
4: doing that? We're
2: still doing the topic?
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a winner for snack madness we're at 45 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
3: go ahead snack madness what yeah, yeah. uh you know who cheated in one snack madness because
2: uh, i don't so bl- i person, don't believe it one person won and they actually picked the winner they picked nachos for the final um, Wow. yeah so so they were the only person to do that it was commander felton really wow. yeah yeah so he got wow. it Wow.
4: yeah congratulations Uh-oh. Very nice.
2: He got it by, by a lot. So that's and he, great.
3: And he wins a basket of Tostitos chips and salsa. So, you so <laughs> no, can I'm make send a prize. Look, look for that in the mail. I'm gonna
2: send him a prize. Don't look uh, too hard because it ain't coming. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I gotta get his address. I can send him. A Ouch.
4: Prize. Ouch. Yeah.
2: What do you want? Thanks, yeah.
4: thanks for all your don- donations, Commander <laughs> Felton, and thanks for playing uh, Trek Cast Mad- uh, Snack Cast Magnets. Madness, uh, yeah. Go away. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no,
2: no, no, I'm just saying, I'm like, oh, thank you so much.
4: <laughs> we're going to take a bag of Tostitos, we're going to smash the ever living shit out of it, and then mail it to you. I mean, <laughs> You mail
3: it flat to save money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the flat rate box? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's not what they meant by flat, flat rate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. gonna send him something, right?
1: Yeah,
4: yeah we, we definitely. Se- definitely. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm good. He's just stuff. the first minute of TrekCast calendar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Whenever that comes out.
4: <laughs> Poor guy. He's probably listening to this, going, "What? What did I do?" <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just having fun, man.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh man. All right. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna. Let's do the topic.
4: We should probably, we should probably do the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Star Trek in this week's topic.
0: Talking about the Star Trek
2: in this week's topic. So our topic is: we each came up with a list, our top five best Star Trek moments. This isn't episodes. This isn't movies. This is literally both. moments. Yeah. Yep. So I figured we each go like do do our fifth favorite one, then our fourth, third. Oh, I didn't rank them. I just picked five. Oh, okay. Oh, I, ranked,
4: I ranked them. But then I again, by the time I got done, it, it turns into just a list. And now I'm looking uh, back over it again. And it's kind of like, I don't know if these top five are really my top five. Why don't,
3: why don't we just go around the room? Everybody does one. And then everybody does their second oh, one. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll just, we'll just, talk about them and feedback them cuz I didn't put them in order and Okay, no, that's okay. fine. And I literally just just to uh, just to qualify this um, I didn't I just the way I did this, I know you guys put a lot of work into this right. and did a lot of research. I, had time. I basically I basically um, simplified it. And I sat down and I said the first five Star Trek moments that come to my mind. There you go. That's what I'm putting here yeah. because there has to be a reason that those yeah. five popped into my head. Yeah. So there was a sixth. And then I realized I had five already and I left that one <laughs> off. But, you know, if you want to know the sixth later, I'll 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 fill you I, in. I but, do have uh, some
2: honorable mentions so we can do, okay. we can do right. honorable mention around. Um, okay. So my one of my first ones that I did the same thing, I thought about the moments that I really enjoyed. And one of the first ones was Q's Mariachi Band. Because <laughs> of course I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever see a mariachi band on Star Trek. That's okay, but uh, uh that was glorious for me. Yeah.
3: Well, it just it goes to his playful nature.
0: That, yeah. Exactly. You know, oh,
3: yeah. he oh, yeah. he will he will take something as far removed from the situation as possible and introduce it just for the shock value and yeah. the humor and just to show Jean-Luc I do not take you seriously,
1: right? And,
2: and I might be related to the mariachi band. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay.
2: Uh, who's next, Chad or Dan? Who wants to go?
4: Doesn't matter. Uh, I guess I'll go. My my yeah. number five out of my top five, yeah. and again, I don't know if this is going to stay uh, like my top five. So no one. Yeah, we'll, we'll down be talking about but, them also. Yeah, so. Um, Number five out of all of track and all of history uh, is when Cochran meets the Vulcans in first contact. Oh! I think of these. I started thinking of these and putting these lists down and how I and I've got over fifty and I'm going to put them all up on the website. Oh, cow! A blog post. Yeah. Wow. At, at some point, I just started <clears throat> just making a list. But anyway. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep playing with it, but I'm gonna post the actual spreadsheet, share a link to it, uh he's up on our
3: He's gonna make I do. he's gonna make us look bad is what he's gonna yeah,
4: do. That's look what on gonna on me, do. me. Look at me. On my well no, I'm Hercules, Hercules. A...
1: Hercules Hercules.
4: You guys give me so much shit, I swear. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Um no, and then I went back because I'm such a, a numbers guy. I'm such a dork this way. Uh, I went back and said, okay, well, out of my top 50, how many of them are from TOS movies and episodes? How many of them are from TNG movies and episodes? How oh, many God, of them are from 9 I have, know. Uh, I have numbers. Oh, So yeah. out of my top 50, 17 of them are from TOS movies oh, and man, series. You got into this. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, 18 of them are out of TNG movies and, ser- and series. So. There's more, and to my mind, there's more memorable moments out of TNG than there was out of TOS, even though the movies for TOS, uh, I, I grew up watching every single right. time when they come out. So, you know.
2: How, um, how, many so, of your, uh, how many of your winners are Michael Burnham?
4: Okay, so that's a great <laughs> thing. There are apps, there are actually out of 50, yeah. and actually I've got 54 because I just kept going. But um, out of the 50, there are zero from Enterprise. There are zero from Disco, and there are zero from Picard out of huh. 50. Yeah. None. Also none from you the Animated
3: Series. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have five. I don't mm-hmm. have five, but I can tell you I have one from the TOS movies, two TNGs, one Deep Space Nine, and one Voyager. There was no Enterprise. There was no Discovery. Yeah. There was no TOS. So.
4: I got two from the Kelvin timeline. Enterprise is in
2: my honorable mentions.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. All right. Yeah, and yeah. my—I mean, you know, two—the most in here are TNG, and my honorable yeah. mention was TNG. So yeah, yeah. So the the first one on my list was um, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. When you said moments, I you know, I took that literally, like like yeah. moments. Some some yeah. of these things, you know, was was like a half second on screen. Yeah. You know, I took it literally yeah. as moments, but. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, after Spock saves the ship, Kirk comes to engineering. Spock is inside the warp chamber, slumped on the floor in the corner, slowly dying of radiation poisoning. Mm. Kirk uses the intercom to get his attention, which they, they showed him mouthing the word Spock,
1: mm-hmm. and there
3: was no sound, like to show the viewer he can't hear him. yeah, and then he reaches over to to use the intercom um, to get his attention by calling his name. Spock can barely stand. And has to steady himself against the wall to pull himself up into a standing position, mm-hmm. and he has his back. He has his back to Admiral Kirk, um, and this is the moment. Of, well, it's actually two moments, but the first one, before turning and facing his captain,
4: yes, mm-hmm.
3: he takes a moment to straighten his uh-huh. uniform. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It doesn't matter that he's dying; he mm-hmm. maintains his military bearing and makes to, make sure to appear presentable when addressing yeah. his commanding officer. Yep. This becomes even more apparent a moment later when he walks across the room to speak to Kirk, and he walks right into the glass. Yep. Because he's blind at yep. this yeah. point. He can't see anything. He can't see anything at all, but he's still concerned with what others see when they look at him.
4: Yep. Yep.
3: <clears throat> it's it's very subtle. Um, mm-hmm.
4: Going out with style. Yeah. But it also,
3: you know, it speaks to, uh, uh, you know, the conflicted nature of Spock. Yeah. You know, he, he spent years um, saying that he doesn't have emotions
1: mm-hmm. and
3: that he doesn't experience emotions and... He does. He just doesn't want you to know that. Right. So he has to make himself um he just spends his life putting up this facade.
1: hmm
3: And even at the even when he was minutes from death, he was still he was still doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: um and a lot of that's Nimoy, and it's Nimoy's portrayal of this character. Yeah. And yeah, so
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Was very Nimoy in the service? <clears throat> um, you know what? I
3: don't know. I know Doohan was. I don't know if Nimoy was in service.
2: I that-
4: seem to recall in that documentary that he was, but it was brief. Yeah, was I just figured like... like-
2: that set in your uniform. I figured that's something that you would get from military, unless you were really in it.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, so
2: even if he was in there briefly, that that would have resonated. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But he basically did the Picard maneuver. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was my first moment that right came on. to mind.
2: Okay. Um, my fourth moment is when the two Spocks met in Star Trek 2009. I thought that was really cool, that handoff.
4: Mm -hmm. You
2: know, I I enjoyed that.
4: Yep, that was good. That was good.
3: Now, what about the second time they met in the next movie?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, that was a plot hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: They're like, we can do it. (laughs) So we're
4: going to do it. Or the third time when they see it. But anyway, anyway. (laughs) No, that's on my list, but it's not, uh, it's nowhere near. I'm trying to look for it where the heck it's at. It's way down. I mean, it's, uh, in fact, I've got another Kelvin moment above that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not, these
2: are subjective. These are
4: just, these are all very subjective. Yeah. It's number 42. I just found it. There you go. For God's (laughs) sake. But it's in there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my number four um, is from TOS and it's from uh, the series. Even though I'm not a huge—I mean, I obviously I've watched the series, but it's not my favorite. TNG series is my favorite, uh, but it's when Edith Edith Keller dies in the city on the edge of forever. Oh yeah. And so I treated these moments as yeah, they're they're scenes. It could be one second. They could be a whole scene that takes place yeah, over yeah. two minutes. But they and I, and I also thought of the top five needed to be some of the most iconic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ones as well. So yeah, when she dies and in that scene, um, um. Uh, I think Spock is holding uh, Kirk back or something like that from, from her getting hit <laughs> by the car, you know? And uh, they can't save her. They know they can't save her. She has mm-hmm. to die. And it's a heartbreaking scene. And for that time, when they aired that, that's, that was just a, that was a great episode. It's, yeah. one of the, it's one of my all-time <laughs> favorite TOS episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good. Really yeah. well done. And it makes when Enterprise sends Paul back into the past look stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, that episode with her where she's in the past, just, that's what they were trying to do, is do something that was that iconic or that relevant or that tear-jerking or whatever, and it just fell on their freaking face. But anyway. Which which one was that? Oh, she goes back in time, and she's, uh... I don't know, I just remember her wearing plaid a lot in that episode for some oh, reason. Oh, that,
1: that's not her going no. back in time. Yeah,
4: no, that's her telling, telling a
3: story, story about... Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, she's telling a story about her grandmother, and they also... Oh, that's right. They leave it open to... To interpretation whether that actually happened or she was telling a story. Because yeah. at the end, she says, You told me to tell a story.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway. that's the
3: one where we learned that um, Velcro was invented by the Vulcans. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that where, you yeah. know, she gets on a train and travels to the next state. The guy's like, you, you said you had something amazing to show me. And she just pulls out a piece of fabric and goes, Yep.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep.
3: And, and he's looking at it like this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. and it's Velcro. It's something we totally take for granted. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right.
4: That is funny. There's some funny moments in that, obviously, but not. Yeah. Anyway, Edith Keller dies. That's my number four.
2: All right. Dan? Um,
3: Star Trek The Next Generation, 1992, season five, episode 19 The First Duty. You guys oh, know that this is oh, this is yeah. a this is a favorite. Yeah. It's a favorite of mine. Um, but I'm quoting Crusher here. I said the accident occurred after the loop. It did. And Picard says, "What you neglected to mention was that the following was that following the loop, your team attempted a maneuver that was the direct cause of the crash, and you told the truth up to a point, but a lie of omission is still a lie."
1: Mhm.
3: And uh, and he says, the first duty of every Starfleet officer is the truth, whether it's scientific truth or historical truth or personal truth. It is the guiding principle on which Starfleet is based. And and if you can't find it within yourself to stand up and tell the truth about what happened, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. (laughs) I'm going to make this simple for you, Mr. Crusher. Either you come forward and tell Admiral Brand what really took place, or I will. And then wesley says one word captain and picard cuts him off and says dismissed He
1: Mm -hmm. just
3: i don't want to hear anything out of you i don't want to hear anything out of you and this is a really powerful scene for several reasons uh wesley you know we watched him for four years grow up Mm -hmm. on that show and we see him again and he has lost his way yeah Um, and it was kind of shocking because he, he was always the good, the good kid. He was the goody two shoes kid. Um, and no one even considered that he could have done something wrong. Everyone in the enterprise is bending over backwards to figure out what happened because Wesley is one of their own. Mm
4: -hmm. Yep. Yep.
3: Um, except that the deeper they dig and the more evidence they find. Uh, is that Wesley was in the wrong. Wesley and his friends were in the wrong. And mm-hmm. Picard confronts him, and, you know, up until this point, these two characters had the closest thing to a father-son relationship that either of them could have. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, Picard is a, is, a, is a man without a without a, a son, without a wife, without a son. Wesley is um, the son of a Starfleet officer. hmm who died in the line of duty and you know here's dad's buddy mom's friend who is also a starfleet officer he he is essentially the closest thing to a father that this kid ever had right and he just told him you are garbage Mm -hmm. for doing this you have disappointed me in so many ways and i will not protect you which is, you know, that's the instinct of every father is to
1: yeah, protect yeah.
3: their child, protect their child no matter what. And, and you know, he basically tells them, you know, no, you're wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and do the right thing or take off that uniform because you're an embarrassment to it. Um, you know, and Wesley's conflicted because... He obviously does not want to let down his crew. But when I say his crew, who is he talking about? Who, who am I talking about? He doesn't want to let down the crew of the Enterprise, but he hasn't been on the Enterprise for a year and a half at this point. His crew is Nick Locarno and Sito mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jaxer, and, and yep. I can't remember the other one. Um, yeah, so he's really, he's really conflicted. And you know, thankfully, he did the right thing in the end. Yeah, um, you know, and and we see his redemption, and we we get to see Nick's redemption three years later when when he appears on Voyager. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor guy has to change his name and everything. <laughs> to his name, everything. Yeah, everything. And an honorable mention, um, you know, is the is the pseudo sequel to this episode, the Lower Decks, mm-hmm. when yep. you know Cedo redeems herself and and. Dies in the line of duty. That's one of those episodes where I get a you know I get a lump in my throat when I yeah. when I watch it.
4: It's funny you can recall her name uh, even though she's in two episodes over so many years and the show's yeah. twenty plus years old. But yet, as I'm sitting here thinking about um, thinking about that uh, and how Wesley was kind of the pseudo son that Picard never had. Well, so was uh, what's his name the uh, Middle Earth uh, Romulan in Picard that I cannot recall his name. All of a sudden, <laughs> Elnor. <laughs> Elmer. Elmer, That's what it is. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, as yeah. you're talking, I'm like, yeah. What was his name? Dang, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. How could yeah. I not recall his name?
2: <laughs> his other son.
4: His other son. Yeah. There's a, yeah. So, There's some parallels though between between what they did with those two. But anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool.
4: <clears throat> good. Good. That's excellent.
2: Yeah, that's really. Good. And this
4: is like a, this is this is what I loved about this and why I couldn't stop. <clears throat> it was a trip down memory lane. You know. Yeah. yeah. Big, I got yeah. all these warm and fuzzies over all these different <laughs> ones. You know.
2: I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, so my third one. Um, it's not, it's a moment, but it happens a couple times within the episode. Uh, it's from the rules of engagement. It's a DS nine episode. It's the one where Worf is on trial for shooting the transport that decloaked. Um, yeah. they do, yeah. they do something in that episode that they've never done in any other episode. And it's the way they shoot the testimonials. They start with the person on the stand and then they cut to that person doing whatever activity they were doing when that happened. So, mm. like in in Zia's case, she's fighting with Worf on the holodeck, and so she's fighting as she gives her testimony, but she's looking directly at the camera the entire time giving her testimony.
1: Which
2: yeah, it, it's very, um, very yes. different for Star Trek.
3: Yeah, because you're not seeing you're not seeing what she did last week on the holodeck. You're mm-hmm. seeing her memory of it in right. her mind. Right. And,
2: yeah. and I thought that yeah. was really cool. You know, from a stylistic standpoint, I thought it was very cool. Uh, Also, it was directed by LeVar Burton that episode.
4: So that means
2: it was his idea, probably, to do that. Yeah. And I just thought that was cool, you know?
4: There are so many um, firsts that happen in DS9. Yes. Not only for the way they told a story, but also the way they shot it. And the serial, the the, the arcs, basically. Mm -hmm. It wasn't... uh, it, well, it was the first time that Trek ever did that where they were telling a story over several episodes as opposed to just a bunch of one-offs. <laughs> and the way they did all of that, um, everything uses that nowadays. That technique you just described right there is used in so many different movies so effectively mm-hmm. now. And it was all born out of DS9. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just – there's there's so – you could probably list 10 or 15 different things like that that are they're that yeah. fantastic. Um no that's a great episode that is a great episode uh and yeah. that's very they use that he used that very effectively and you're right that's <clears> the first time i've ever seen that in trek and you never really see it again the pale moon light's not even the same way even though sister yeah. is talking directly into the camera it's a yes. different because in this it's aspect what, yeah because when you see them replay the events it's from their perspective so it's never yes. the same as what you saw from somebody right. else and some of the best yeah uh, uses of that and uh, well that that's Anyway, I can't, I, can't, I can't think of the different shows that I, I – I can picture yeah. it in my head, but I can't think of the names of the shows where I've seen that. But it's yeah. used in books and everything now, and it's, all, it's, it's, it's a very effective technique. I think, yeah, for, I
2: really like that technique, and I love that they yeah. do that.
4: So. That's, that's kind of how I write. Um, yeah. that's, that's how I write. And I don't know yeah. if it's from that or I got the idea from that way back then. Probably, probably mm-hmm. did. I didn't come up with that myself. But that's how I write stories. It's from mm-hmm. different perspectives sometimes. So anyway, it's good. It's a really good episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Is it my turn or what, yeah, where are we at? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay, so my number three uh, comes from Undiscovered Country, 1999 or 1991 movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's at, the, it's at the end of the movie when Spock says, go to hell. <laughs> 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 but, it's that, nice. but it's that whole scene. That whole scene is called the sign-off, and it's when they're on the bridge of the Enterprise and Sulu's leaving on, uh, from his ship. I forget that. Intrepid or was, was it? The Excelsior. Excelsior. Excelsior, that's right. Yeah. Excelsior. Um, when he's leaving, and they're sitting there trying to realize what they need to do, and uh, um, Starfleet calls in and says, well, you need to report back to Space Doc for decommissioning, and Spock says, I believe if I was human, I would say, go to hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Kirk is like, no, nah, just second star on the right and on until morning. You know, that the whole sign-off, that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I love that scene. It was fantastic. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's good. Well,
4: good yeah. ending for for the whole crew. Yeah. That was my number three. All right. Yeah. So, um,
3: Chad mentioned The Pale Moonlight, mm-hmm. and that's funny because that's my that's my next one. Star Trek Deep Space Nine, 1998, Season 6, Episode 19, The Pale Moonlight. Mm. Just to recap for anyone who, who doesn't know, this is the one where um, Cisco teams up with Garrick to mm. make a fake recording, hollow recording of the, of a Dominion meeting uh, plotting to uh, attack the Romulans in violation of the non aggression treaty that the Romulans have. And they were doing this to attempt to fabricate evidence that would convince the Romulans to come into the Dominion war on the side of the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they created this data rod. Um, the guy that did it for them was a criminal. Uh, you know, Cisco had to pull strings, uh, behind the scenes strings to get the guy out of prison. He was in a Klingon prison. Um, so he, he interfered with the inner workings of the Klingon empire to free Mm -hmm. this, this criminal, uh, then had the criminal commit fraud. That criminal assaulted Quark. He bribed Quark (laughs) to keep the guy out of jail. Yeah. Um, and then this guy and, and Garrick created this this data rod. Garrick ended up killing the criminal just to make sure he wouldn't talk.
2: Yep. Yep. And yep. then
3: they show the data rod to a Romulan senator who realizes it's a, it's a fake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and then Garrick blows up the guy's ship. Yep. Yeah. And when they find that when the Romulans find the data rod, because it was in an explosion, they can't tell that it was a fake. Mm -hmm. But they do recover the data They just don't know it's a fake And the Romulans come into the war On the side of the Alpha Quadrant All based on a lie
1: Yep Mm -hmm.
3: Or several lies Yeah Yeah. And This whole story is told Via flashback It's Sisko Doing his captain's log But he's speaking to the camera As he does his captain's log as Chad mm-hmm. said. But yeah. it's different. He's not going from acting things out to then speaking to the camera. He's just speaking to the camera, doing his captain's log. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last paragraph, he says, So, I lied. I cheated. I bribed men to cover the crimes of other men. I am an accessory to murder. That's my, that's my Avery mm-hmm. books. <laughs> I'm an accessory to murder! Yeah. But the most damning thing of all, I think I can live with it. And if I could do it all over again, I would. Garrick was right about one thing. A guilty conscience is a small price to pay for the safety of the Alpha Quadrant. So I will learn to live with it. Because I can live with it. I can live with it. Computer. Erase that entire personal log. Mm -hmm.
4: Yep, computer, erase log, yep. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) And it's very powerful because he's talking to the viewer but he's not talking to the viewer he's talking to himself i can live with it yeah yeah i i can live with it yeah he's kind of
4: convincing himself on
3: the tip on the tip of his tongue is him saying right
4: yeah yeah Yeah. right yeah and then he realizes
3: Um, oh yeah i can do this and he does live with it yeah he just doesn't talk about it ever it's never spoken about Mm -hmm. again again it's never ever ever spoken about again Mm -hmm. and just to uh, just to put it in perspective again i'm working off my ipad here. yeah (laughs) just to put it in perspective again i'm going to scroll up um to the last one that i did The first duty of every Starfleet officer is to the truth, whether it's scientific truth (laughs) or historical truth or personal truth. It is the guiding principle on which Starfleet is based. And if you can't find it within yourself to stand up and tell the truth about what happened, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep.
3: So. Yeah. Cisco doesn't deserve to wear that uniform
4: but he does
3: but he does
4: yep Mm -hmm. that's a great episode
3: but he doesn't
4: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
3: Mm -hmm. but he does because the ends justify the means yep Mm -hmm. but they don't
4: right Mm -hmm.
3: but they do That's which which also which (laughs) also goes back to but this also ties into the to the um oh i skipped one yeah, I skipped one. Can I go twice? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I didn't talk about the drum head, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Did I? Yeah. With the first link the chain is forged, the first speech censored, oh, no, no, the no, first you didn't thought about forbidden. About
4: yeah. Oh, no, you didn't, because that was the quote that was in the uh, feedback on our yeah. Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The first freedom denied chains us all irre- irrevocably. Okay, and what that basically means is um, doing the right thing for the wrong doing the wrong thing for the right reason yeah. it's not okay because then what are we fighting for
4: Yep. right yep.
3: you know the federation is based on honesty and 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 trust and freedom and personal freedoms and doing the right thing and you know if we do the wrong things to protect those things are we really protecting those things
1: mm-hmm.
3: so
4: but there is there does come a point and, and this gets to the human nature side of it, uh, with the Federation and the people that are in it, and how yeah we've evolved, as Picard says in uh, First Contact when he smashes his little ships. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we evolved, we've changed, we're better than that. Uh, but at the same time, we're still humans. Okay, and there yeah. is a there is a line that we will cross when we are pushed against the wall. At, right. and yeah. Quark, Quark says it best. Quark Take does away, say it best. Yep. Quirk Take away the root
3: beer and the, yep. the in the holodex. Yeah, all their
4: creature comforts and they become vicious animals.
3: Mm-hmm. They, he says they're worse than a bloodthirsty Klingon.
4: Yep. Yeah. yep. And it's true. Yeah. It's very true. And mm-hmm. well, that gets back to how you know Roddenberry's vision of Trek was all of these alien characters are all human. Yes. Yeah. They're just a different side of that same coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And and it's part of, that's part of what the good thing is about all the, the, the whole setup of Trek. That's part of the good thing about it, but that's also part of the bad thing about it. Because if you go to, the, if you go to Vulcan, and that's one of the things that Enterprise actually kind of started to talk about and break that uh, chink in that armor. But if you go to Vulcan, everybody on Vulcan is supposed to be just like every other Vulcan we've seen. Every single one of them, they're all the same. Logical, no emotion. Right, they would they they can't argue with one another because there's logic. It's just a debate over the facts and, and the scientific right. But no, yeah. they actually, but they actually do. And there's Vulcan terrorists and there's there's yeah. diversity there. There always has to be diversity there. That's just the, that's the way it is. It's the nature of all living creatures. There's diversity. Yeah. There's diversity of everything. So, you know, it's enterprise started to kind of break that chink a little bit in that armor. Um, but yeah, it's it's fascinating. Uh, there there is a line that every living creature. Will cross when their back is is put to the yeah to the wall. You know what I'm saying? So mm. yeah, you're right. There's it's right. It's also wrong, and that's part of the thing. That's great yeah. about Sisko. It's not yeah. care. He's just. I don't know if I would call him the best captain, but boy, he's.
3: <laughs> no, but it's good television.
4: He's too. You, I don't, you don't have to be the
3: best to. captain. You don't have to be yeah. the best person. You don't have to always be in the right no. to be good television. And yeah. you know, House of Cards will show you that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know right, the main character exactly. was yeah, was horrible. a terrible
3: human being. You know, both on and off screen. Yeah, I was but, gonna say, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that wasn't was, acting at that point. It
3: looked great, but it was good because of that. It was good television, right? Except for the
4: yeah, last season, time. I
3: didn't. Even, I didn't even bother with the last season.
4: No, I think anyway. I have two seasons or so that I have to watch. But whatever, you you really don't. No, so <laughs> well, but, yeah. Great.
3: So okay. just you know, Cisco is he's you know if you. It, it's it's almost impossible to put a death count on him because he's
4: he's whatever he does.
3: I, the planet. Well, that yeah. Well, we don't know that there were people on That's that true. planet. That was That's true. you know. I'm I'm just talking. I'm strictly talking about the pale moonlight. But yeah. you know, you have the criminal who created the data rod. Yep. You have the senator. Yep. He had a, He had at least two guards with him when he came on the station. Okay, then you don't know how many he had on his crew. It was a small ship. So, you know, even if it's, if it's 10, 10 or 11 people, you're up to yeah. 15 people right now. Okay, so he's, he's directly responsible for the death of 15 people. Yeah. He is indirectly responsible for the death of every Romulan soldier that died in the Dominion War, every Romulan civilian that died because the Dominion attacked them. And every Dominion soldier that was killed by a Romulan. So there's like hundreds of thousands of deaths that he's responsible, possibly millions that he's responsible for.
4: You know, it'd be great if, and they won't do this because that's not what they're there to do, but they should. If they do kind of go back in season two, because who knows what the hell they're going to do in season two of Picard. But if they do go back and at least... In, it's details, right? We all love the details, all the little details and nuances that fit things together in Trek. That's that's one of the things I love. So, if they go back and not only do they start to kind of piece together the the whole Romulan scatter to the wind thing, and they, and they kind of address that a little bit, and, and they start to talk about the uh, corruption of the Federation and the and their own bickering and infighting with the destruction of all the sense and on Mars and the Mars Plantation, uh, yeah, okay. Utopia Plantation, whatever they call it. Um, but also, they bring yeah. up, "Hey, remember when? Uh, oh, yeah, really? You want to talk about how clean and neat you are? Remember back during the Dominion War, what Captain Benjamin Sisko did? It's like somehow, some way, someone finds out, and they slap that in their face too. It's just yeah. a one-off line, just to slap you in the face, you know, because your hoity-toityness isn't really your, you know, what I'm saying. Um, that'd fantastic. Yeah, I don't fantastic. know how, don't, don't know how that would come out. I don't, I don't know either. how that would come out because literally,
3: either. two people know about it: Cisco and Garrick. And Garrick, one thing Garrick's good at is keeping a secret."
4: That's true. Yeah, and
3: and Cisco ain't telling nobody where he is.
4: No.
2: <laughs> so right now, as we're talking, Commander Felton just gave us another donation.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. I feel
3: terrible now.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> he must have known he won the uh, TrekCast Magic. I right haven't now. emailed him yet. So, yeah, yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, Thank, you. D- Thank you, Commander Felton. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. Dan, you've torpedoed my list, though. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right, because Pale Moonlight. There's no, there's, there's but, no secret that I love Pale Moonlight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Anybody exactly. who listens to the show knows that. That was my number one. Was that that end personal log?
4: Yeah. That, the whole thing you reenacted, so very cool. <laughs> See, that's what that's what's so <laughs> it's hard. It's real. It's yeah, real. Yeah. I don't have that episode in my list,
2: but, of, but my, second one, my, my second my <laughs> second moment was the uh, the Seti eels from Wrath of Khan. Yeah. The way that's built up, the yep. way that's shot like a horror film. Yeah. You know? The special effects, yeah, they don't really hold up, but that's yeah. okay. It's it's great.
3: Yeah. yeah. That was creepy. I remember as yep. a kid watching that on HBO. Well, yep. Even, the, yeah, way, even like, the way
2: Yeah. <laughs> even the way Ricardo Montalban delivers those lines. Oh, so, yeah. That He's accent. So evil. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. So.
3: You know, I I wonder if if um to prepare for that role if he went back and watched space seed
4: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe
2: well that's back then. they didn't have vcrs and all that when they were doing that so i guarantee no no
3: but they bring you know they bring into the studio and they hook up a reel to reel and and they let
2: you
0: you watch it yeah yeah
4: yeah
2: that's Hmm. probably what happened
4: probably probably I mean fifty minutes or whatever it was, it wouldn't been short for him to just yeah. sit and watch it. So
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, just hey come down out come down, have some lunch, we'll have some meetings and you yeah. can rewatch the episode. That's Man. it. Yeah. That
4: that sounds so much fun that almost makes me want to be an actor. Yeah. Wait. No. No, I don't no, I don't want to be an actor. <laughs> Maybe a writer. Anyway. Yeah. Um all right. So where are we at? You was that your number two then? Yeah,
2: well that's two and and one because Dan got to my number one already, so ah, okay, yeah, yeah,
3: and I skipped ahead, yeah, too. I that's only have right. one left, so that's all right. No big deal. Chad, Chad, I think has forty nine left.
4: Right?
2: <laughs> yeah, <So that's... laughs> we're still gonna be here another three hours. With
4: Chad. No, no, we're not gonna go through all that. Uh, my number two, I'll tell you what my number, if, if that's okay, if, yeah, yeah, we, go, okay. Yeah, yeah, go. Okay, so my number two is the cliffhanger. And I'm surprised this isn't in your guys' top five moments. It's the cliffhanger at the end of the season when Jean-Luc Picard comes back on camera as Locutus of Borg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my number two. Mm. Okay. That's my number two. Um, my number one, of course, is Spock dies in the whole scene you already described, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my, that's my number one. Um, it, the, the minute if, if if I ever think about okay what are the greatest moments in Trek history period that's the first thing I think of is that because as a kid when I watched that I was like they can't possibly kill Spock what in the hell that was so I like you know I had no idea of what you know mm-hmm. uh, writing techniques and suspense so we keep uh, bringing yeah. back and all that no he was just dead that's it you'll never see him yeah. again and I really thought that was it you know so mm-hmm. that's always stuck with me the Wrath of Khan has out of my top 50, one two three all in the top 20
2: i may Jeez. have to re the rather con today
4: it's a ah, it's a hell of a movie yeah I know. it is
2: it's a good
3: movie
2: yeah
4: it's a hell of a movie so anyway
2: all right dan you're you're ending it
3: i'm end oh you guys are done
2: well yeah Chad just gave his last
4: out of game. my top five, Oh, anyway. all right yeah, <laughs> out of my top i went five. ahead I
2: don't, I don't know how i ended up being
3: okay um and again I'm not saying this is the best moment in Star Trek. This is the last one I'm giving you because this mm-hmm. is the this is yeah. the fifth one. This is the fifth moment that popped into my head
1: mm-hmm.
3: when uh when I said Star Trek. And uh believe it or not, it's Voyager, nineteen ninety six, season two, episode four,
4: Tuvix.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs>
4: um, justice for Tuvix. This is yeah <laughs> that was season two. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a this this episode is uh is a moral conundrum. Mm-hmm. Um that ends in murder.
0: That ends <laughs> <Yeah>. in murder. <laughs> yeah.
3: That ends in murder. Just a recap for everybody. There's a transporter accident. Tuvok and Neelix are fused into one person. Has the memories of both of them, but a completely separate personality of his own. Mm-hmm. He ends up taking the mantle Tuvix. Uh, He's a great tactical officer. He can do amazing things with Leola Root. Uh, He Mm. is basically the best of of both worlds. Um, He starts developing friendships with the crew. Meanwhile, the Doctor is uh, looking for a way to reverse this process and turn him back into the two two other people. Mm -hmm. And it takes several weeks, and the Doctor finds a way. And now the moral conundrum is... Do we do this? And he decides he doesn't want to. He decides yeah. he's a living person and I have the right to, to, uh, to live and decide. I have free will. I have the right to decide my own fate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the quote I have here, he says, I know there'll be some people who, and he pauses, will call me a coward because I didn't sacrifice myself willingly. Believe me, I've thought of that but I have the will to live of two men. Look at me, Captain. When I'm happy, I laugh. When I'm sad, I cry. When I stub my toe, I yell out in pain. I'm flesh and blood, and I... And he pauses. I have the right to live! Uh He was pleading for his own life, and it's very uncomfortable. It is, yeah. It's very uncomfortable to watch. Uh And, And then there's basically there's a period of time where you know she basically tells him i'll have an i'll have my decision for you in the morning
1: yeah.
3: and if mm-hmm. you think about it she's basically telling him go back to your quarters and go to sleep mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah i'll let i'll, I'll let kill you know <laughs> yeah i'll, kill I'll, you in the I'll the let morning. you know i'll let you know if i'm going to kill you in the morning which it reminds me of the princess bride where <laughs> yeah. the dread, the dread <laughs> pirate Roberts told him yeah. Good night, Wesley. I will likely kill you in the morning. Good dream. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then the next morning, she makes a decision. She comes to the bridge and he's standing at tactical. Yeah. And she tells him to, you know, come with me to sickbay. And at first he says no. And he starts to run and like security has to grab him. And they're dragging, they're dragging this man, mm-hmm, their friend. Yeah. They're dragging yeah. him to his death. Yeah. And. He starts looking around the room at the other stations and he's talking to the other crew members saying, you know, you're going to let them do this to me. Yeah. And the answer is yes. And the, they yes. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. answer is yes. And they, and they, and they look away. They mm-hmm. look away and they allow it to happen because they miss, uh, I don't know if it's because they miss their other friends. They miss Tuvok and, uh, and Neelix. But the, he says to them before he leaves the bridge, each of you is going to have to live with this. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry for that. For you are all good, good people, my colleagues, my friends. I forgive you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And man, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, and even then they get down to the they get down to uh, sickbay, and the doctor who developed this whole process for doing this suddenly decides, you know, Hippocratic oath. I took a, I took an oath to do no harm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I this is a living living breathing person in front of me, and I can't mm-hmm. I can't just destroy him yeah and and jane janeway's like well fuck you then get out of the way I'll do yeah it myself.
4: yeah
1: i
3: got some you murdering know. to do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> i need i need two bucks back to find me some freaking coffee get the hell exactly. out of the way
3: yep yeah. but um you know and i read a little bit about the the making of it and the writing of it mm-hmm. and originally he was going to willingly Uh, sacrifice himself to bring the Mm -hmm. other two back and and they decided it would be be more powerful this way and it is they made they made the right decision it is Mm -hmm. because it is a very the the final act of that episode is very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to watch because she made the wrong call
2: yeah
3: she did she did straight up murder him Mm -hmm.
4: um yeah so a question about that Sure. Not to not to get off topic, but No, it's okay. A question about that. So when that whole episode ends, mm-hmm. does Tuv does Tuvok and Neelix have the memory of the time when they were when they were Tuvix? I forget.
2: I don't think
3: they do. Uh I don't know. I don't recall
4: because as you go through the rest of the series of Voyager that episode's very powerful and would stick in people's minds for their entire life that's not something you forget that's not something that goes away mm-hmm. except
3: but, it it's so painful yeah that you don't talk about it yeah you shut it away right you don't sit there at the mess hall sipping your coffee and say hey remember the time we straight up murdered Tuvix that
4: yeah, was fun. Yeah, no <laughs> no. <laughs> no you do know, you don't it's true but i'm talking about tuvok yeah no yeah i'm talking about tuvok and neelix's relationship after that moving forward because they've always had a strange relationship yeah Yeah, because tuvok just cannot stand neelix yeah he just cannot stand the guy and can't for the rest of the whole series yeah until until the end when he leaves yeah when he leaves and it's a different you know but whatever but but uh It seems like they just kind of dropped that for the rest of the series. They never, I mean, you would think that at some point over the next four years, five years, whatever it is, that they're together, that at some point somebody says something, which they could off camera. I get that, whatever. It's not a real world, though. It's in the show. it's a different thing.
3: Except if they did have all of the memories of of Tuvix, all of their own memories, all of the memories of Tuvix, and then they're brought back and they can look back over that, I think even they would come to the same conclusion that the captain murdered someone yeah. to, save, to save my life. And, uh-huh. I, and I feel guilty about that, and I will feel guilty about that for the rest of my life because I shouldn't be here. He should be here. And because right. of that, I'm not going to talk about it either. So right. the fact well, that they never that. talk about it, I, I totally understand that.
4: Well, I could see that from Tuvox's perspective. I could see that very easily for him, mm. but not Neelix because Neelix doesn't ever shut his mouth. Neelix just goes off and says whatever's on his mind. He has no filter. He doesn't know when to say something, when not to say something.
1: Right.
3: Except except when it's painful for him
4: because yeah, he true. has all those That's he has true. all
3: those painful memories of 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 the war and the uh, the atom bomb oh, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. And He didn't talk about that stuff for years, and it took a lot to get him to to talk about that stuff. So I don't right. think I really don't think he would talk about it, even if he did have memories of it.
4: I always okay. thought of some of those memories that he has. I always they always came off to me as him um, kind of lying about his service and what he did. Like he, because he's always lying about something or, or exaggerating <laughs> the truth, right? So I never. Chad, really took him Chad like, wants to seriously. charge
2: Neelix with uh, stolen valor.
4: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I like the
2: idea of stolen valor, Neelix.
4: What's What's even worse? What's even he's worse right dick, now? Really. Exactly. What's even worse right now is. We're supposed to be talking about the best moments in Trek history, series and movies, and somehow we're talking about freaking Neelix. (laughs) I like Neelix. I I know. Yeah. You
3: know what? The best moments in Star Trek are what make you talk about
4: exactly. Yeah.
3: Other things years after. If you're if you're talking about it years after the show aired, then it is a good moment.
1: It's yeah, Star yeah, Trek. Exactly. It is a
3: good moment in television. And shit, I mean, that's what this show is all about. This yeah, this yeah. Nice thing that we do. Yeah. This is yeah. why I sit in a van in my driveway <laughs> for hours at a time, for hours,
2: for ninety yeah. minutes at this point. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so I've I've got some quick honorable mentions I wanted to go through. Sure. Okay. Uh, my honor. Some of my honorable no discernible order. Um, the Tribble cereal from Short Treks. I thought that was dumb fun. I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, when Data reminds Worf to tell Spot that he is a good cat, he's a cat. <laughs> Data, Data's boom about Spot was pretty great. Yeah. I,
3: I I also like Worf's response when he says, You know, you have to feed him and water him and pet him and tell him he's a good cat. And he's like, I will give him food and water. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: None of that other shit's going to happen. <laughs> no. right. Right. But, but my top honorable mention is anytime. Anytime Porthos gets cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my yeah.
4: yeah. I'm going to post mine, uh, like I said, up onto the uh, website so people can go over there and just break it down. I mean, a couple I can go through a couple of... After the top five, it's things like uh, Picard plays the flute at the end of Inner Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kirk battles the Gorn. Uh, yeah. The Sky's the Limit from TNG, All Good Things, when they play poker at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rathacon, Seti Eels in, in the year. You know, that's, uh, that's a fantastic scene. Uh, Picard fights his brother in uh, the episode Family. And, of course, and of course, there are four lights in Chain of Command. Yes. Mm.
3: How did uh, I not you know. think of that?
4: Yeah, exactly. Uh, then there's um, Evil Kirk screaming in The Enemy Within, Season 1 of TOS. I mean, that's, mm. every meme has got his face screaming when all of a sudden he's yeah. got mascara and makeup on, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I only had
3: one, one honorable mention. I don't remember the episode name. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. But um, it's, it's a B story. Um, the A story was when Data was down on the planet With the radioactive box And he lost his, he lost his memory um, And Troy is taking the bridge exam And that's, that's the moment where she can't Pass the bridge exam
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, She's in engineering And she's telling them reroute this and reroute that And she's studying and she's got Pads oh, yeah, all over yeah, the place yeah, yeah. right? And she just can't figure it out And Riker tells her you're not taking the testing And you're not going to figure it out You don't have what it takes Mm-hmm. To be a to be a bridge officer, so and I can't have you on the bridge if you won't do what it takes, and that's when she realizes that she could fix the problem in engineering and save eleven hundred people on the ship. She just has to order Jordy to go down the hall and die of radiation poisoning. Yep, yep. And it's a powerful moment because you know she's in the holodeck, and that's holographic Jordy, but he's programmed to act the way Jordy would um you know it's a it's a simulation of jordy so it's powerful for me for for two reasons um you know she orders him to his death and right after she does it i I can't remember if it's war for data tells her he he won't survive and she says i know can you fix it and he says yes and she says do it that's an order and he says okay and he just mm. walks away. Yeah. You know yep. the guy's going to die, he didn't, you know, he didn't say I got to say goodbye to so and so, I got to do this, I got to do mm. that. He just he just turned around like a good officer mm. and went and saved the ship. Yeah. And then she got her pip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that was that was the that was the sixth that was the sixth one that popped into my head and there then I, you go. and then I it was late, so I said i just turned it off Point of body, yeah. I said, i'm not I'm not going all chad
1: yeah yeah
4: <laughs> exactly it was friday afternoon and i was done with work by like one thirty, and i was just sitting here in the office and i'm thinking oh there's a lot of other things i could do but i'd rather just start making this list and before i know it, it's <laughs> 30 and i just you know yeah oh okay you so it was dinner time yeah exactly so yeah. two last things i gotta mention because i almost forgot about this but yeah. um uh, Scott Bowders, uh, posted on April 12th in our Facebook group. He says, I watched Star Trek Two: the wrath of Khan on Friday. Should I watch the search for Spock today on Sunday as in Easter, (laughs) death and resurrection. I had never thought of that before. And I said, yes, you should do that. Definitely. And everybody was saying yes. And he goes, well, if you do that, you have to mention that on the show. So uh, that's why, that's why I'm bringing that up. I almost forgot about that, Scott, but, uh, but yeah, that was a great suggestion, and I'm I did that, and I'm going to continue to do that every year now. <laughs> and
3: he's and he's walking around in flowing white robes. Yeah, that yeah whole movie.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works. It's it perfect. Works. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how can you not? Uh, and then the other uh, post that came up, which was part of my you know top top ten, I think, uh, was someone posted a picture. I'm getting back up to it now because that one was so far down in the Facebook group with uh, a picture of the Enterprise right before it fires on the Reliant when they're in the Nebula in Wrath of Khan. And it yep. says anybody who sees this picture and doesn't get it doesn't uh oh it says if this if what is about to happen doesn't excite you then you are not human <laughs> and i have to agree that was the post <laughs> i have to agree with that Cause that's yeah. in uh where is that at that's uh uh oh, darn it the exact quote well of course he lowers reliance shields that's awesome yeah, but yeah. uh Oh shoot! I thought it was in there somewhere else. But there's another line that's part of that too. When they start firing on them. that's uh, that's fa- that's fantastic. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just wanted to mention those two.
2: Very cool. Very cool.
4: All yeah, right, so this was fun episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. This said was memory fun. lane. I mean, no bloody A, B, C or D. <laughs> <laughs> Chat, Chaz just got to slip a couple
2: more in I there. got it. I, I can't
4: help it cuz so, it so brings a smile to my face, you know. Uh, <laughs> double so, dumbass on you. I mean, you know.
2: <laughs> so next next episode are we doing the reverse in the worst moments?
4: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yikes. That's going to be hard. Uh, that'll be a little that'll be a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, there not, are some it, pretty bad moments. So. There are Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are some bad moments. Yeah. I mean, if, if the worst moments, period, the first thing that comes to mind, just because it's fresh in my mind, is uh, when uh, Dr. Girardi turns around and puts her face up all over the place in front of the car. <laughs> 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 I going to
2: be like, his worst moments are disco season one, disco <laughs> season
4: two. List is done. <laughs> yeah. top 150. It's, right?
3: like, it's like the meme I made. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. 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 That was good. That was good. That was
3: good. good. That was fun. That was a fun, uh, a fun post. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Have to do I more of those. You know, Juan from the group thinks that we always just completely destroy disco and hate it and talk, you know, <laughs> always talk trash <laughs> about it. And in some respects, he's right. But I mean, there are a lot of good things about disco. Okay. Don't get me wrong, Juan. There are a lot of good things about disco. All right. Hey, well, make, so. make
3: a list of 54 of them. And, <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Commander Achilles, is pretty <laughs> great. You
4: know. Well let's see there's Saru and Tilly and I'm done.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I like the doctor.
4: Yeah, yeah, Colbert.
2: Yeah, Colbert's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
4: Stam well, like I said when we were watching season one, I could not stand Stamets Mm -hmm. at all. I just completely could not stand him until we got a little over halfway through that season. You know
2: he's named after a real guy. Really? Yes. There's a real fungus expert named Paul Stamets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. That's
3: great. You're at a party and people are like, what do you do? I'm a fungus expert.
4: (laughs) I'm a fun guy. (laughs) As you eat your Russian
3: pizza. (laughs) As you wipe wipe the hand you just shook?
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not supposed to be shaking hands anymore. Come on, Dan. We're, we're
2: we're, We're a year away from washing hands. Uh, well, we're all gonna be bowing or or, or Vulcan salutes. Yeah, exactly.
4: I'll yeah. be back on the road in May.
2: Oh you say that now.
4: This no. is
3: weird. This <laughs> is so weird. It's set in, <laughs> I mean a
4: couple of those dates are set in stone. I'm going to Rivian, the truck guys.
2: We we had a protest over here for you know for freedom yeah. and yep. half the people were wearing masks. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's not Sorry. about it's not about whether you should or shouldn't come Thank together you. in groups. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. about your right to do so if you choose so.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, no, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just different for me because I'm high risk. So either way, I've got to be.
4: I know that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I know that's yeah. tough. And it's it's uh it's not fair to say that you should be stay at home because you're at high risk, and and we have to force you to stay at home. But yet Dan and I can do whatever we please. That's not right either yeah yeah so there's there's a weird you know well
3: no he shouldn't he shouldn't be forced to stay at home he should he be given should. because because he's high risk he should be given the choice to stay yeah, at right. home. yeah and we should assist him in staying at home because it's it's yeah you it's know, what life do. it's like, life-threatening yeah. for him yep yeah but to force everyone else right to stay at home yep. and destroy their business um that's you know it's it's get it's going too far it's I do getting, like how the, uh,
4: it has gone way too far. I do like how the grocery stores have done the whole, you know, from seven to eight or seven to nine in the morning. That's when people who are at higher risk or the senior population can go mm-hmm. nobody else. Oh, can. I've been
2: just doing curbside.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Online and I just pick it yeah. up. Yeah, Which yep. is
4: better anyway, but yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: But if you need I to went, go in. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I went to Walmart Friday, Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's strange. Yeah. yeah it's it's strange it's weird yeah. and there's people walking around they just don't give a fuck
2: oh yeah yeah they i live across the the don't give a... from a walmart it's busy as always yeah. you cannot tell the difference
3: and they put um they put arrows on the floor so yeah. That yeah. The, the aisles are one way
4: so that you're not yeah. passing people which makes absolutely and... no sense because you're still passing people you're just going in the same direction <laughs>
2: Dude, they don't even follow no No no, the no, no no no, no 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 You're not
3: supposed to though. And that's and that's the other thing. You but people know, I'd are. go to, I'd go down the aisle, there's people in front of me, and I would wait.
1: Yeah.
3: I would yeah. wait. And then there's dumbasses coming up behind me who are like, Oh, I'm gonna go around you and I'm gonna go around you and it's like, yep. What are you you know, yep. what are you doing? Yep. Yep. Or this woman, I'm coming down the aisle and she starts coming down the wrong way. Yep. Yeah. And I said, I said, Excuse me, you're going the wrong way. And she goes, oh, they need to make these arrows bigger. But she doesn't turn around. And I said, yep, but now you know, and you're still going the wrong way. <laughs> and, and she passed right by me. And, yeah. you know, on the other hand, it's like, I've got a mask on. I've yeah. already had this shit.
1: Yeah, She's,
3: she's not going to give me anything. Right. right. Okay. But she doesn't know that. Right. right. She doesn't know that I probably can't give her anything. I It's...
4: Well, that's why we all need to have signs around our neck that says "I've already had this and I'm now immune for the next six mm-hmm. months," which is what's coming. They're going to force you to do that by putting no. it. Well,
2: there's that know, app that want to do force it you to do that. it
4: by putting it on your phone without your permission. It's going to be baked into the automa- the uh, operating system for yeah, iOS Google and, and Apple wanna do it. Yeah. Google and Google and Apple want to do that, and that's that's just uh, I don't no. know. Pretty,
3: yeah. I'll leave it at home.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'll leave it at, home right, at well that point. All right, let's end the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Let me go get my let
3: me go get my pitchfork and my
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. my torch because now I'm all fired up. Exactly. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, hey, it was a good show. It was a lot of fun. That was a great yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. All
3: right. Yeah. The first hour and a half were real good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the last ten minutes here. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We all right. Thanks, guys. everybody. Yeah. Take Bye. care.
0: Well, there you have it. Another episode in the can. Check us out at TrekCast.com. Also, if you would, please subscribe to us via iTunes. Leave those reviews. Subscribe to us. We'll get some numbers. Get up the list. Get more listeners. Do more shows. Have more fun. But for now, we're all
3: done. So live long and prosper, and we'll see you next week.